The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. And then I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, Blessed are those servants. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on arrival finds doing so. Truly I say to you, the master will put the servant in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants to eat and drink and get drunk, Then the servant's master will come on an unexpected day at an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. The Gospel of the Lord. Hello, my name is Father Kyle Behrens. I'm the new... I'm kidding. I just know it's been a while. I know it's been a few weeks since I've been at this 515 Mass here on Saturday evening, and so I just wanted to make sure you still knew who I was. But indeed, my brothers and sisters, if you desire to follow the footsteps of Abraham, Isaac, of all the saints who have gone before us, if you know the truth, if you want to know the truth of the purpose of your life, if you want to know what it means to have joy and happiness even in this life, but especially in the one to come, Well, then you simply must meditate upon our opening collect and mass today. Here's what I prayed on your behalf. Almighty, ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call Father, bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. This prayer, this prayer which is inspired by the Holy Spirit, taught to us by the church, says that you are a son or daughter that has been continually taught by the Holy Spirit in a personal and intimate way 
so that you might know that God is your Father. The hard part is, is I think we can all repeat that. I think we can say that, but I think the reality is we get so used to that truth. I'm a son or daughter of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in my soul. We can repeat all that off. But do you believe it? Do you believe that the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit himself, the advocate, the anointing, the fire from above, actually dwells in your soul? That this isn't just some pretty metaphor or some fun little cliche statement to be repeated in catechism classes. This is dogmatic truth. Something that we cannot get around. Something that's absolutely true. More true than the fact that you exist. The Holy Spirit, God himself, dwells in your soul. We also know that God dwells in heaven. So in some sense, you have heaven within your soul. That if we could truly pray as we're called to pray as sons and daughters of God, who have the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts and our souls, that indeed we can have a taste of heaven itself right here, right now. Do you believe that's possible? Do you believe that that's true? I mean, think about this, that if we're in the state of grace, that if we've been baptized and are in the state of grace, then the Holy Spirit dwells within your soul, sits on a throne within the home of your soul. Then what happens? Then by mortal sin, we try to evict the Holy Spirit out of our soul. We say, I have nothing to do with you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to be in control here. I know how to run my house. I know how to make myself happy. I choose these sins. But then, by a good and humble confession, we give the Holy Spirit, we invite him back in, we let him take up his throne yet again, so that his light can come in and dispel the darkness. He can start to heal the wounds and clean out all the dust and gunk that's been collected. Next time you're afraid to go to confession, think about it that way. Do you want a dingy, dark, ugly house filled with nothing but darkness and pain? Or do you want to invite the light of God himself back into that house so that he might heal and sweep it out, clean it out, and make it fresh yet again? That is the option set before you every time that that green light's on and the red one's not. Which house do you like more? It's your choice. There's a second truth that we learn from this collect, that God, the first person of the Holy Trinity, the Father himself, is your Father. You are a son and a, or a daughter. Divine filiation. That the Father is truly loving. That he's gentle yet firm. That he rejoices in our good and he corrects our faults. That he will call us out of mediocrity because he refuses to leave us in just this complacency that we find ourselves in. He hates our sin more than we do. But he loves us more than we love ourselves somehow. The Father loves us so much that he sent us his Son. And then his Son, he loved us so much that he died for us, and then gave us his abiding presence in the Most Holy Eucharist for all time. And then they both loved us so much that then they send the Holy Spirit every single moment of our lives to intimately dwell personally in each of our souls. If you really took the time to think that through, you'd be brought to your knees in wonder and awe. That's how, the, that's how much the Trinity, God himself, who created all that is, that's how much he loves you. The Father sent his Son, the Son said, I'll stay with you forever, and guess what? Both of us are going to send God himself, the Holy Spirit, to dwell with you for all time. Do you believe this? 
do you have faith in these truths? You see, the hard part is, is in our second reading, it says that faith is evidence of things unseen. You can't see these things directly. I don't know about you, but I've never seen the Holy Spirit. I've never seen the, a dove descend on anybody I've baptized. I've never seen a tongue of fire descend on anybody I've confirmed. That'd be pretty sweet if I saw any of those things. But I've not seen that. So then people might say, well, Father, God doesn't speak to me. I've never seen these things. I haven't seen God. Well, me neither. Faith tells me I can look at him in that tabernacle. Faith tells me that when he's up in this monstrance, that's not a piece of bread. That's Jesus Christ himself. That's what my faith tells me. But where's the evidence? Well, the evidence is found in the lives of the saints. It's found in miracles and daily persevering prayer. If we have the eyes of faith, then the evidence of our faith is found in the most holy liturgy the most holy Eucharist. The evidence is found in all of those random moments of our lives that just seem to work out. The evidence of God's presence, of the Father's love for us, is found in all those convenient little happenings that somehow answer the prayers we didn't even know we asked for. If we have the eyes of faith, then the evidence of God is everywhere. From the sunrise to the sunset to the breeze on the... good food and drink, to friendship and family, to every aspect of our lives, we see God if we have faith. But sometimes we are that wicked and lazy servant who has no faith that our Lord Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit actually comes to us in this moment. So then we give ourselves over to drinking and to excess, to beating the maidservants and the men's service, to binge-watching TV shows or the NFL network or sports or video games or pornography or Pinterest or Facebook, or we start filling our time with empty tasks. Because we think, he's not coming. He doesn't care. He doesn't know about me. So I'll just do what makes me happy. I'll listen to this culture of America and say, do what makes you happy. You do you. You live your life. You make yourself happy. And how many Americans are happy? Just look at the statistics. 80% depression rate and all sorts of things just increasing more and more. Indeed, my brothers and sisters, we cannot make ourselves happy. So many people are walking around as if they've actually finally kicked the Holy Spirit out of their souls and said, this is my own house. You have no place here, God. And they are sad. My brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit stands at the door of your heart and he knocks and he's ready to come home. He's ready to do what he wants to do. And so indeed, my brothers and sisters, as our gospel told us, the master's coming back from the wedding feast. He's already left it in heaven. He's coming to knock on the door and he's ready for his servants to be ready to respond to him. He's coming not someday in the future. It's not about the second coming only. He's coming right now, today, in this very moment while you sit here. The Holy Spirit's coming right here, right now to your heart. Are you prepared for that? Are you ready to welcome him? And even more scary, are you ready to respond to him? We as Catholics need to wake up. We need to wake up and respond to the Holy Spirit and be docile to his promptings, docile to his healing, docile to however he's inspiring us. You won't know where he's going to take you. Abraham left his homeland just thinking, I got to go south. Hope it works out. I trust the one who's asked me to go. You're not going to know the end game. You're not going to know where the Father wants to take you, but you're going to have two things you can trust in. One, the Holy Spirit dwells in your soul and he cannot abandon you. 
And even more importantly, that the Father in heaven who created and ordered all things loves you deeply. Remember those two things and be not afraid. Fear has no place in a relationship with God. Fear has no place in what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. So here's one thing I'm asking us to do as a parish. I, as the pastor, constantly am inviting the Holy Spirit to come and do whatever he wants. Bishop Vinky's doing the same thing in our diocese. You need to start doing that in your own personal life. Simple prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to do whatever you want to do. Some people call this a dangerous prayer. But guess what? It's dangerous times. We need people willing to take risks. And it's not a risk that, like, when I invite the Holy Spirit in, He's going to then give me this super heavy cross and my life's just going to suck and it's going to be really hard. That might happen. But the risk that we're taking by that prayer is you actually might recognize that you're called to be a saint. The risk of making the prayer, come Holy Spirit, I give you permission to do whatever you want, is we might finally understand that we are actually loved by God. That when we invite the Holy Spirit to come in and do whatever He wants, we might accept, finally accept the truth that I'm a son or a daughter of a loving Father in heaven and that I've been made for glory. So come Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into this parish and to every soul that's present here and that isn't present here. And I give you permission to do whatever you want. The Master is coming and He's already here. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Are you prepared to welcome Him? Are you willing to respond to Him? Are you willing to follow him into battle?